We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, enjoy sitting around all day today waiting for the Patriots to kick off tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. I wish I could feel more excited about Monday Night Football, boys, but today it's like, oh, it's going to be a lot of football and a lot of good stuff to watch, but your mind kind of wanes a little bit when you get the Monday Night game, does it not? It does, and when it's the Bears. Like right. The Bears don't help There the you go. If it were Kansas City, yes. then oh, we, yeah, we'd wait. be all hopped up and ready to go. The excitement would be Bears? great. Come on. My Come goodness. On. Gresh, Keefe, and Wiggy here with you on WEEI Football Sunday. The Patriots will take on the Bears tomorrow night at 8.20 p.m. down at Gillette Stadium. So the Patriots will take their turn on Monday Night Football. And what might not be a uh, very good game, it may end up being pretty one-sided given the way the Bears have played and given the profile of a lot of these primetime games, whether it's been Sunday night, Monday mm-hmm. night, Thursday night, Holy cow, the league is not exactly, uh, other than opening night where it was Bears, or excuse me, Bills, Kansas City. Right. A lot of these uh, primetime games have left a lot to be desired. You have to look for the drama that might surround the game to really get into it. Like the Dallas game, right? It's like, all right, now Dak's coming back. So Mm -hmm. if you're, you know, like our game Monday night tomorrow, it's more about Mac than anything. Yep. Right. So some of these games, you really have to find the drama with, you know, around the football game to get you uh, invested when it's not two good matchups. Yeah, it's definitely about is the QB debate going to continue and are the Patriots going to continue to beat up on the inferior opponents? Right. right. Because we still don't really know what the Patriots are when they play really good teams. But Cleveland was not a really good team. Detroit wasn't. Neither Chicago. And are they going to keep that to the point where people start to say, well, wait a minute, why not the Patriots? Why not? They're 4-3 and three well, after me, a win on Monday. Well, that because you bring up a great point, right? They beat up on the inferior yeah, teams, right? so far. So far. And we all feel like Chicago's one of those teams that's yeah. an inferior team. Yeah. I know it's kind of getting ahead a little bit. But do you feel like the Jets could potentially be in that world? Be or are they like, ah. Yeah, no, I'm right there. You know what they're I'm saying? Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they like? A, are they a good team, or yeah. where we can look and go? Okay, this is will give us a realistic because isn't kind of. I know you. I know we lost to Green Bay. You lose right. to the Packers, but you start to look at Green Bay and go, yeah, they're not great either, right? 
Well, let's walk through this with the Jets since you bring it up, Jermaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets lost opening weekend to Baltimore, mm-hmm. 24-9. Right, no so we, shock there, right? We, we think that Baltimore's a good team. All right. And yeah. then they beat Cleveland 31-30, to but that was the infamous Nick Chubb doesn't go yes. down in bounds, 30-17. Oh, to 17. An And then they, they have, like, twice such a, a crazy yeah, bit right. of events for And them. we're not sold on Cleveland. Yeah. No, no. Well, we've learned about all. Cleveland, right? I uh then the Jets beat Cincinnati 27-12. to That's a real win, right. I think. It yep. feels like good. it, even though Cincinnati has not been great. Then the Jets beat Pittsburgh by 4, yeah. 24-20. I think that was a Kenny Pickett first started. Kenny Pickett got into that game. Yeah, or that been, was that Zach Wilson's first? Because I think it was Flacco for three. I think yeah. the next yeah. one, Miami, was uh, more of the Wilson, and that was no Tua. Right. I think right. they were starting Skylar Thompson there. Jeez. But they waxed Miami 40-17, to but the caveat is mm-hmm. it was like 22 points in the fourth quarter, I'm pretty right. sure, and for that the was, Jets. But that was Skylar Thompson. Pretty sure, yeah. So, click on the stats. So, so far, really one quarter. Quality win, how they would do in college football right. yeah, in Cincinnati. Be, they'd still be low in the uh, BCS ranking. Right. Oh, yeah. Skyler Thompson but... in that game against the Jets was 19 to 33 for 166, well, one interception. Right. And Not I think enough. Teddy Bridgewater started that game and they knocked him out. Oh, for one. Right. Correct. And, he also, and, I think, had a fumble. And on top of that, they went for it on fourth down and didn't make it. Yeah. yeah there right. was. And, and, and then you beat uh, Green Bay, who right now, now by the end of the year, Green Bay might look pretty different. Yeah. But right now, Green Bay is clearly struggling on. Yeah, they're offense. not a quality. So you no, got- they are. But the Patriots lost to Green Bay in <laughs> overtime with their back at quarterbacks. Right. And they were like, oh, that was close. But the Jets went into Lambeau and beat them. And still, I think in a league where so many teams are kind of glumped together, the fact that the Jets are 4-2, and two, they play the Broncos today, they're probably going to get to 5-2. and two. Right. That's. I mean, it's pretty good. Right? Yeah. I, I w- See, that's where I think it. And then it goes to this whole, like, you know, this quality wins you start mm-hmm. to look at. But they are 5-2. and two, And so... Maybe this Chicago game, the 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 thing that you kind of take away from it is going to be more about the drama and yeah. who's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then you should be able to win this game, and then it's more about, okay, let's see what type of team you are against what we all think maybe would be a good team in yeah. today's football in the New York Jets. Or let's, yeah, like on your on your level. Yes. Like whatever you think the Patriots are, the Jets aren't that much better or worse. <laughs> right. right. Well, that's the hard part yeah. of figuring everything out, know. right? Because number three in the AFC right now, overall in the standings, is Tennessee. Now, okay. granted, leading a division, Tennessee's three and two, Baltimore's three and three, Chargers and Jets are four and two, Indy is three, two and one, Cincy, Miami, and New England are all three and three. Yet that feels like a clump of teams. Right. That what is the big difference week to week? Not much. Probably not much. probably injuries. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. It, like so, Colts play the Titans today, right? So that's yep. a big swing game mm-hmm, right there. Mm-hmm. You'll feel better about one team than the other, but neither one are you all no. that impressed with. It, it's like it, it's like and if, Denver plays the Jets, but it's going to yeah. be no Russell Wilson, right? Which it, could be a better oh. better <laughs> way he's gone. It's the the analogy that I would compare it Let's to because you know, Rich, I love, love my analogies, analogy. yep. right? So. We everybody lives in this neighborhood that is like you know working class neighborhood. All right, you know maybe one house is a little bit nicer than the other. Got it. But then maybe like two or three miles down the road is a gated community. Oh, Bills, Bills and Casey, they yeah. live there. That's so it. when you start to look at where New England is, they're in that yeah. like working class neighborhood. They're on the cul-de-sac, yeah, with the Jets. <laughs> you know, it just depends on where you are. Do you, do you live on the cul-de-sac, right. which maybe gives your value a little bit more? Are you more right. towards the main street? They might have a pool, but the other right. place has like a, a garage. Right, yeah, and so you. that's kind of where I look at with this team. 
And it's so hot. Yeah. And, and putting them in the mix, I almost feel like they are in the mix in the sense of, because I, I over, over value the AFC coming into the season. Yeah, that's one of my takeaways, too. It's not nearly as good right. as, the, as I thought. The, the middle is very big. By the way, Jets lost to Cincinnati. I read that wrong. Oh, okay. Jets lost to Cincinnati. Yeah, All right, yeah. but so they're still sitting there. So they lost the Ravens in Cincinnati, but they beat the Browns, Steelers, Dolphins, Packers. Yeah, yeah I mean... Right, like, but, they're, but Again, they're, they're, the fact that they're four and two, they're right? in the like, hood, and they're, they're probably, in Riggie's hood. Yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're in the are. hood. That exactly is where we are right now. And it's I, preseason, how many wins did you think the Jets were going to have? Six. Yeah, and they might get their fifth today. So I got to give them credit. Yeah, I, I, I think they've overachieved, yeah. but I don't know if it means they're look. They're like the Patriots in this way, in that they're they're kind of emerging as defense first. Like mm-hmm. even when you look at the Jets and and what they did, sort of against Miami. Like even though Skylar Thompson was in there, they still didn't let Tyree Kill sort of beat them. Mm-hmm. They figured out ways to kind of slow down uh, Green Bay. But that's really the hard part of figuring out the AFC right now is it two through ten or three through ten yeah, in the yeah, standings. Three, it doesn't feel like there is a massive and, difference. And I and I I had the Jets when I was going into the Patriots season because like I said I was somewhere between six and eight wins for the Pats. Mm-hmm. And two of those wins on the schedule were the Jets. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so now but so so I obviously undervalued the Jets, and overrated the AFC completely. Yeah. Now when you look at where the Patriots kind of fall in, and I think, Gresh, you just made that point, three through whatever that is. Three through ten. Right. And you look at it and you go, I, I wouldn't maybe say three through ten. I would think, it, would, would it be ten? Three through ten? Well, I yeah, if, might you're, be. if you're looking at the standings right now, mm-hmm. uh, if I were to stack the AFC and working backwards. Maybe even deeper. New England is the ten, Miami is nine, Cincy is eight, and okay. then it's Indy, Jets, Chargers, Baltimore, who's, Tennessee. Who's 11, just for the 11 sake of this? 11 is Jacksonville. Okay, so there's the and line. And then Denver okay. is right behind them, so and that's the line. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah, all right, so, so that's 10 the, is the line. So that's the line. So you that that... that that's so interesting because now the three through ten situation is any one of those teams. Well, the problem is it's it, the Patriots. Unfortunately, you're not going to end up three or four because you're not going to you can't win your you, division. Yeah, you're not going right. to be able to win your division. Right. But you look at you're going to be somewhere five, six, or seven, and it's so interesting to think that. I had overrated the AFC by like I thought Denver. I, I was with you, Rich. I Denver's, thought Raiders. I thought it was yeah. going to be four teams from mm-hmm. the AFC AFC West, nope, and then you good. start to kind of look at this, and you know, if they play the Tennessee Titans and in the playoffs, you could beat that football oh, team. Coin flip, probably. It's like I think you know when we looked at the schedule at the beginning of the season, both Jets games will probably be tougher, but. The like the Raiders and the Bengals and the Cardinals don't look nearly as tough as they did right. two months ago. Because I think you know we all do the uh, win loss exercise at the beginning of the year. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, I think everybody kind of nailed it. The first, like they haven't beaten anybody they were supposed to uh, lose to, and they didn't lose to anybody they were supposed to beat. I feel like they're three and three, and t- you know tomorrow night they play Chicago. Everybody's got that as a win. Right. And so eventually something's going to give, right? They're either going to have an upset or they're going to get upset at some point. Well, I think it's uh, an epidemic across the league because if you jump to the NFC side, right, you got mm-hmm. Philadelphia at 6-0, and you got Minnesota at 5-1. and I think people are starting to believe in Minnesota a little bit, but the next two teams, 3-4 and four, because of division, 
are three and three Tampa and three and three San Francisco. <laughs> then the top wild card team are the Giants at five and one. Right. I don't think any of us are going to sit here and say. Boy, the Giants feel like a real good right. five and one team. Nope. They're winning a lot of close games. Their quarterback has it. Their quarterback has been more productive than in the past, but isn't blowing doors. No. Right. But they're doing enough to win. And then right after them is Dallas. Right. And I would dare say, not speaking for y'all, but all of us, if it were Giants Dallas big game, most of us are probably leaning Dallas. Yeah, take yeah Dallas. I'd probably take Dallas. So what what's interesting about the NFC, the NFC, even though Philly six and oh. I could see Tampa winning the NFC. I could see Dallas winning the NFC. Mm-hmm. Like the, I could even see the Rams winning the NFC. Oh, Minnesota. I could see Minnesota yeah. winning it. The difference between the NFC and the AFC is, other than Buffalo and Kansas City, nobody's winning that. I, I don't Doesn't seem like it. I don't think anybody's no. beaten one of those two teams. Where in the NFC, when you talk about who the who's might come out of the NFC to represent that, to me, it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, Wiggs, to your point, you send Tampa into Philadelphia divisional round. Right. Brady and crew are plenty capable right. of beating that Philadelphia squad. And then how about this? So the Rams are at 3-3. Three and three. They're the seventh seed as of right now. Then it's Green Bay at 3-3. Three and three, And then you go to Atlanta and Seattle where it doesn't feel like, even though there's a group of three and three teams in the NFC, yeah. none of those, like Arizona, Seattle, mm-hmm. Atlanta, they don't they're feel like off. challengers to make no, the playoffs. No, they don't feel like, they're not. I don't think they're challengers, but I still think they could potentially sneak in to the playoffs, but I don't think they go very far. When you, you just talked about, uh, Gress, you brought up, yeah, da, uh, Tampa goes to Philadelphia Philly, and beats around. them. Who's going to Kansas City or Buffalo and beating them? I don't think anybody. Right. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Unless there is a, and again, this is where the injuries have become such a big deal because. But that's it. But that's everything. No, but, there, you no, know what I mean? No, you're right. But that's a, you know, I mean, look at look at the Jets today. You know, they're dealing with the Broncos, but they don't get Russell Wilson now. Right. For as much as Russell Wilson has become a punchline, right? That's Denver. Clearly, I mean, you know, Brett Rippon. Yeah, Brett Rippon. Right. right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Brett Rippon against uh, Zach Wilson. That's a real quarterback matchup. Put it in prime time. In 2022, <laughs> it would be better. The only way you stand the chance against. Buffalo and Kansas City and, and Gress, you just brought it up, is if Mahomes or Josh Allen get hurt and they're, and they're out. But but if they're healthy, those guys hard to believe they're not one two. Yeah, and I don't. I, I if somebody does happen to beat them in the postseason, we're gonna go back and look at that game and go, man, they could the Kansas City or Buffalo couldn't have played any worse. Andy Reid, uh, Sean right. McDermott, what a horrible a decision they made. Right. They turned the ball or what you know. So that's the only way. If they go over there, if they just play average. At best, I don't see anybody beating that even one of those football teams. Well, no. and, I, and I know you got the trade deadline around the corner, so next week is really when it's going to start to heat up. Mm-hmm. And there are rumblings that there are lots of players that are <clears throat> available, so to speak. Seems but, like they're all in Carolina. But right. are they, DJ Moore next? But that's the thing: are they really available? Like apparently, Bradley Chubb for the uh, for the Broncos. That people have been trying to sling offers the Broncos way. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of the can we pry some away from mm-hmm. someone that's a little unexpected. I know we had the Christian McCaffrey trade, and mm-hmm. that was a big one, and apparently he's going to be upright and playing in San Francisco this week. So right. I don't know how they end up using him, and that's sort of another part of this as well. And it's interesting because you know we, we've gotten to this point in baseball now, mm-hmm. and I know they, they've moved the deadline there a little bit. 
But there were so many teams that were in it in the world of baseball. It was like, who's really going to be willing to trade? Well, let me like, ask- if you're one through ten in the AFC, I'm sure you'd love to make some moves, right? But uh, who are you going to turn but to? Me, like, you going to call Houston to get let, a wide receiver? Let, let me ask this question to you two. Because, you know, all these names that are being thrown out there. I know Carolina's got a couple names that people, they try to pry mm-hmm. the defensive uh, yeah, yeah. lineman Brian from there. Burns. If you're New England, do you put yourself in the position where you go, let's make a trade for somebody? Or if you're an AFC team not named Buffalo and Kansas City, is it worth it? Like, does going after Only a guy- if it's like a long-term guy. Okay. I don't need a guy for half a season. All right, so I, I wouldn't do that. So, so like a Bradley Chubb, is it like if you're the Patriots, is it worth maybe having to give up a lot to get a guy like him that could be an impact, but he probably doesn't get you past Buffalo and Kansas City? No, I probably don't do you it. You don't do it? I don't. Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams in that mode yeah. where it's the – if you're Cincinnati, right, you'd love to go get what, but what's it yeah. really going to get you in the end? Well, because, like, do you think San Francisco probably said, to Wiggy's point, mm-hmm. NFC's wide open. Right. We're 3-3 three and three like everybody else. Right. Or, or, you know, even those teams that are better, okay, they're not unbeatable. Right. You add Christian McCaffrey and go from there. A- AFC, probably a different story. Well, they've also, San Francisco has also really been pot committed because of all those first-round picks they allocated to Lance. Mm-hmm. So there is the, hey, if they say, oh, yeah, San, they be all say in. San Francisco missed the playoffs. I wonder if the owner looks around and goes, "What? like, okay, it worked for the Rams, but it's not working for you, John Lynch. And right. how should I feel about that if I'm the owner? Feels like San Francisco needed to push the chips to the center of the table. Right. I don't know if there's anybody in the AFC outside to take Buffalo and Kansas City out. Mm-hmm. Is there a team from Tennessee, Baltimore, Chargers on down that we've mentioned who need to push their chips into the center of the table this year? If you're Baltimore, yeah, you, I was gonna, I was because gonna, of their quarterback I, you know, situation. that's interesting. Yeah, that's who I was thinking about. I was thinking about Baltimore yeah. because Baltimore might be the only team that, if you let's say you pushed in to get a Chubb or even mm-hmm. a like, and I don't know who a receiver could be. Isn't Baltimore one of those teams where like Lamar could go into Kansas City or Buffalo? And have a game where they could win if they pushed all their chips in. They, they, they might be the best them. chance. Maybe yeah. I think the Chargers might be. I mean, look, their coach goes for it on practically every fourth down. Right. They went and made a bunch of moves in the off season. But at their injuries, I think though, you know, I think that's the thing that's going right. to like you know because you got Bosa who's going to be out eight to ten weeks with injury. So mm-hmm. what's he going to be when he comes back? You got Herbert who's dealing with these uh, with the rib injuries. So who knows if that's going to be something that lingers all year long? Where I feel like Baltimore. The health, the, you know, obviously Lamar's healthy. If they added a piece or two, maybe defensively, you don't think that they have a puncher's chance because of Lamar's capability to maybe, you know, like, if they were smart, they should have went after Christian McCaffrey. Well, I'll tell you what, I think some of it might be tied into what they're going to do with Lamar long term, and maybe only they know that. Mm. Meaning that if there's a chance they might move on from Lamar at the end of the year, they might not want to give up the draft right. pick compensation, but if they're going to keep him, then maybe it is worth flipping a second-round pick or something like that to go get somebody. Because could you imagine if Baltimore got Christian McCaffrey? 
Yeah, they, that, pretty good. They would then be, you know, I yeah. don't. I'm, I'm not going to say great. join the rest of their hurt guys. I, I'm not. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to say yeah, they somehow both stayed healthy. Yeah, but, I'm not yeah. going to say they instantly uh, contend this. No, I hear you. But they have a puncher's chance, right? Yeah. So, are there players out there that potentially you could add to Baltimore? Because of Lamar's capability, because I don't know if there's another team like I, like if you look at the Pats and you go, all right, they, can they go out and get a big play wide receiver? But does that put them over the hump? No, right? Can they go out and maybe you know get a Bradley Chubb? To, but does that put them over the hump? Well, that's the thing is trying to figure out the guys who would add that kind of value to your team in the AFC that would get you closer to Buffalo and Kansas City. We got a lot to unpack here on WEI Football Sunday. Yes, the Patriots will be playing on Monday night football. They'll be hosting Chicago tomorrow night. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego will be where we are normally for a lot of these uh, 1 o'clock home games, and that is Helix Esports at Patriot Place right beside Gillette Stadium. They'll be there from 2 to 6 tomorrow getting you game ready. Uh, how the Patriots will attack on offense and uh how do you, how does it differ between Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones what do we make of Isaiah Wynn's social media antics and some coach talk as well we'll get some fantasy football mess for you coming up at 10 45 Tom Curran at 11 o'clock and of course we'll get you all the inactives and help you with your uh with your fantasy team as well this portion of WEEI Football Sunday brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y.com for your free trial. Here's Ethan. he's ready to trend. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by the VA New England Healthcare System. Are you a veteran? VA New England Healthcare provides state-of-the-art healthcare benefits to those who served our country. Call 844-VA-CARES and learn more about the benefits you earned and deserve. Call 844-VA-CARES. Trending now here at WEI and WEI.com. Week 7 of the NFL is here with the Patriots taking on the Bears for Monday Night Football at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow night. Pats currently minus 7.5 favorites with the over-under at a fairly low 40 points. I would definitely feel the under might be very possible on that one. Jeff Howe of The Athletic earlier this morning reporting that Mac Jones is expected to make the start tomorrow night barring any setbacks with his ankle. So some good hope for the Patriots there in the Boston area for college football bc falling 43 to 15 yesterday versus wake forest was not a great game i wonder if phil jakovic was probably like damn i should have came out last year or now does he have to think like all right i gotta go back to school does he have any eligibility left he got hurt last year i think that slowed his role into the nfl right. maybe so maybe does he if he has eligibility he might be one of those guys that goes back to bc or or has a sixth year elsewhere like goes to Mesopotamia somewhere State, lead them to eight wins yeah, or something. Because his um his draft stock was high, obviously before this season. Yep. Oh. And then for the hockey side of things, the Bruins taking down the Minnesota Wild four to three yesterday, advancing to a nice five and one on the season. Taylor Hall having a good game with one goal and two assists. And on the basketball side, for the Celtics beating the Orlando Magic one twenty six to one twenty in a tighter one. Advancing to 3-0 and to start the season, Jason Tatum leading the team shooting 14 of 21 with 40 points. I'm Ethan Hursadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. We'll talk Patriots offense with what looks like Mac Jones back in at quarterback next. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's always good when Wiggy and I can have a uh, college football discussion about uh, the uh, the, the playoffs. Oh yeah. my god! I'll uh, be so glad when it does go to twelve teams. Me too. Uh, and they're saying as early as twenty twenty four because it's just you start to see some things. There's there potentially could be some teams. Uh, Pac twelve, Oregon might get left out. Or we were talking about TCU and Clemson. You guys should get a podcast. Yeah, we'll college, football, good, yeah, college, college football, football podcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah all, I love you. Got the you got the voice. Three people over yeah. at uh, yeah. <laughs> BC would listen to it. Well, you That's got the right. voice. At UMass, you got the voice of UMass. You got the voice of UConn. Right, you got Wiggy <laughs> oh, out there. That's right, yeah. Yeah. four years back yeah. here doing those CBS Sports Network yeah. games. Yeah. Right. Great. I tried to get in on those last year. They were like, "Hey, uh, send us a big reel and oh, stuff." Wow. Meanwhile, Fourier calls and they're like, "Yeah, yeah. year sure. after having these crappy games, yeah. we'll just have a local guy. Yeah. We don't have to put him up in a hotel." Uh, nope. They end up uh, saving money on that. Well, the Patriots are, at least according to Jeff Howe and Ian Rappaport, and just given the way it's kind of been handled this week where we haven't seen the Bill Belichick dog and pony show this week like we have the past couple of weeks with with Mac Jones, all signs point to Mac getting back in the lineup on Monday. So I guess the question is, what changes? Does anything need to change? You got to manage Mac. Managing Zappy being a young quarterback is one thing. Managing Mac with the injury is another thing. What do we make of tomorrow night? Well, so that's my question, Wiggy. Do you think is there a chance that the offense looks like it did the first three weeks with Mac Jones, or is it going to look like the offense the last two weeks, but instead of having Bailey Zappy out there, mm-hmm. it's Mac Jones? Because it's really like a night and day difference. And I know the opponent has changed, but right. just. Everything about it, it, you know, it was it was a tough watch there for the first three weeks. Right. I, you know, I think maybe it has a chance only to look like it did the first three weeks because of 
even though if he does play, he's not a hundred percent. So right. his, I mean, he wasn't the most mobile guy, no. but he's he's gonna really, really be when that pocket starts to close around him. We've seen him before, at least you know, you know, scamper out of things mm-hmm. and not with great athletic ability. But when you're dealing with an injury you're playing with, and it's an ankle injury or a leg injury, when that pocket closes around him, he's probably going right down. So, so I think you might. Depending on more about his injury than I think about uh, uh, like the way the offense is called. If it struggles, I think it's more because of the. That's why I wouldn't play Mac. That's See, I probably wouldn't either. That's why I, I think this is. If Bill plays him, it's a bad. I think it's a mistake by Bill. I would. I would just play Zappy as well, and not that I'm saying Zappy has beaten out Mac Jones for no. the job. I just think. It's still on the low end of the timetable. It's still four weeks. This will mm-hmm. be the fourth game missed. Right. And sort of see what you, see what you have in Zappi against a not great team. It's still going to be a run game, a defensive game, that kind of thing. And then bring Mac back at the, at the end of the month. But they're going with Mac. And for the first time in his career with the Patriots, if he throws an interception. Oh, yeah. There's going to be the, well, put in oh, Bailey Zappi. You put know, Bailey Zappi. at Gillette, they're going to be Zappi, yeah. Zappi. Gonna, oh, and, yeah. And the other thing that we haven't even factored in here is let's say Mac does play. And let's say... It, you know, it's rough for him, and he doesn't, like, re-injure it, but you could clearly tell that physically he's not 100%. Right. Then what do you do on a short week? Do you then go back to Zappy against the Jets? Or do you then keep Yeah, that's in? the last thing you want is the yo-yo. No, you want, I, you want to I, put one guy in and keep him in. I, I think what Matt Patricia may have stumbled on in having Bailey Zappy in these past couple of weeks is sort of a bit of a sort of shrinking of the play sheet, let's mm-hmm. call it, because Patricia has been pretty efficient in terms of calling plays that definitely work for Zappi, and they're a little different than what they were at the beginning of the year. But see, I disagree well, with that well, because it comes, it, from again, your, it comes from your show. Well, I, asked, I heard Rich Keefe wow. ask Hunter Henry wow. the question. Thank right. you. Thanks for listening. Right? Yeah, yeah. Do you ask him that I did. question? I asked, I asked Hunter. Has yep. the offense changed? With Z- with Zappy and Mac from the beginning of the season to where they were now, I don't remember what game it was after. Uh, it was probably was it after the Detroit game, maybe might have been after we. Right. But here's the point, and he was like, maybe Cleveland because you, they started throwing the ball more. But yeah. again, but if you go back and look at what they've done formationally, that's all the evidence that you need to know. Now, remember, early in the year they were asking Hunter Henry to block, just like they are now when they would go to max protection, eight on the line of scrimmage, and that's where he hit that Taquan Thornton throw over the middle where Bailey stepped up in the mm-hmm. pocket. With Mac, there was not as much Mac, Mac's, max protection, I tried to say. There wasn't enough all the play action. And how about this difference? All you got to do is look at the plays with Mac where they were out of gun mm-hmm. versus the plays with Zappy where they weren't in gun mm-hmm. very much. That's the point is that what Matt Patricia found is get the quarterback's hand under center once again. Max protected up to make sure that you're – to me, he refined himself a little bit or right. showed that maybe as a how – how, how do I describe this? You're being defensive as a play caller while trying to be aggressive at the same time, meaning it's not a five-man protection. It's an eight-man protection mm-hmm. because you know the QB will be upright and then you hope they make the right decision. That, to me, is how this offense has so, been different. And they're different with the lead. So, and that's okay, another so thing that we touched it, so on, So if we're too. going with that theory, then we're going with that 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 view of it. Then he's that, tightened it up a little then bit. Then that means he's going to keep it tightened up. Then you're going to see Mac on oh, the yeah. center. You're not going to see Mac in shotgun. You're going to see, and it's going to be more about 
building the passing game off of what we do in the run. I think so. I think for this week, definitely in part because of the ding with Mac and who knows how completely mobile that he is. And it's also the opponent, too. Don't you think? Like, right. isn't, isn't one of the things? There are two things that we have underrated the past couple of weeks, and it's to take nothing away but I'm from saying Zappi. Moving forward, it's though. the opponent in the lead. But I'm saying even moving forward, right, even if, like, Mac plays and he's healthy, why would you go back to trying to open up the offense when you know it wasn't working well, for you. Well, how much does Thornton, how much Keith is that Thornton helps. a part of maybe reopening up the offense a little bit and trying to right. get those balls down the field other than it's a clear, obvious one-on-one you might be able to get the pass interference call, yada, yada. Yeah, it just seemed like it was, uh, even though they're saying that there was they're, they're using less plays with Zappy than they were with Mac. it seemed like they would still fall back on the heave it deep to Parker or Aguilar with Mac. It was less creative in a way. There was more pre, uh, plays, but there was less spreading the ball around. Right. Like, like, Bailey Zappi's, what, uh, was it last week? They had four guys that were 60 yards. Yeah. John you didn't see that with Mac Jones. It feels Hunter more Henry. like the yeah. young Brady passing that game. That was that. Yeah, That's where it, it like. was, right, within 20 yards of the two line tight of scrimmage, ends, two tight two receivers, ends, the whole thing. it up, put them under center, all that stuff. And so even if it is Mac tomorrow, which it sounds like it will be, I kind of hope we come away looking at it like, oh, that was kind of what they did against Cleveland. Kind of what they did against Detroit, but instead of settling for field goals, they scored touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like I, I hope it's kind of like that. You don't need to chuck it deep just because you right. feel like he can do it. And what made them change, or what made them go into that mindset of like what Mac and Shotgun and doing this other things and trying to throw the ball deep? Was it let's see? Because I think this then answers another part of the question. Then is it like, oh, let's see if we can evolve what Mac and make. Make it where mm-hmm. he could be more of the guy that can carry the load. But if it looks like he can't, now we kind of bring it back to what we saw with Zappi, where we're not asking the quarterback to carry the load. We right. want to run the football, play action, spread the ball around, get the tight ends involved, and like you said, have four or five guys that might have you know three, four, five catches. Well, it's like the old uh, game manager term. Everybody, everybody right. says it's like a negative. It's like, well, if you win, who cares? Right. Like, yeah, if right. you win, who cares? There's win, a lot win of game managers yep. who end up with like 245 yep. yards, two scores on like 25 You'll passes. You'll take it. Yeah. And, and if you have a good running game and a good defense, you can do it. You know, if you don't, if you have a terrible defense, your mm-hmm. game manager's not going to help you. <laughs> that guy's not managing anything because all, you, all you're doing is trying to come back and win. Wiggs, here's another mitigating factor as well that I think needs to be analyzed. This offense with or without Jacoby Myers. And he's not the end-all, be-all. He's not the best wide receiver in the NFL. But having that guy who can be proficient over the middle, mm-hmm. I think, has made a bit of a difference. Now, Myers is upright. He's played well. But now they have a guy in Thornton whether it's on the outside or in the slot, that they can take advantage of with speed. You've played in some version of this offense, or at least understand conceptually, can Thornton and Myers complement each other as guys in between the numbers to add to this offense? Well, it's going to be difficult because we haven't seen enough of Thornton. No. And, and when you look at him, have we really seen what his speed can create? No, not really. We haven't really seen because a couple of the passes he caught were just only on the, the run. Only on the run. The run was pretty. And Hunter right. Henry did a great job yeah. of widening out the corner. That's a jet sweep. I mean, you know what I mean. That's more. I about, mean, we saw his speed. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, yeah. but that's more yeah, yeah. about kind of catching the defense right. off guard, and then you using that capability. You mean it was good play calling? <laughs> well, well, yeah, I think in that <laughs> situation, it or not? yeah, in that situation, <laughs> it's really good play calling. Uh, 
stumbled I, into it. Somebody I, must have picked it for him in the stands. When I say <laughs> a Joe Judge call, yeah, yeah. when I say utilize and we get to see him utilize his speed, I'm thinking more on the lines of like what you see from like a Tyree Kill type of player. Right? So can he take a quick slant in the middle of the field and go 50, 60 well, is yards? is that really him, though? I mean, Fortin profiles so differently than him. Okay, so then how do we, like, the, so, okay, so then where does the speed become an asset unless it's just a go route where you hopefully can get a, a 50-50 ball that turns into a P.I.? Well, yeah, or action. it's one of those things where he can take somebody with him, take two guys with him, right. and now Hunter Henry and Jacoby Myers are more wide open. Right. That's I, I think, tradi- look, if, they can, if, if there was the ability here years ago to draw up what looked like hard-run play action and it would get Gronk open, that's... That's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking of in terms of Thornton. Maybe it's out of three wides, but it's where you line him up. And then it's just the hard play action. He looks to sell it, and then and right, when he takes I off, think, then he's behind the safety I think kind in of thing. order for that to work, he has to show that he can transition that speed into big plays, right? Mm-hmm. So he has to show he has the capability of a play action and where he's able to utilize his speed and run like a deep post over the middle and get behind the defense. Like we've seen Tyree Kill do, or like we've seen Randy Moss do. But then you also, you can't just be that one-dimensional player because then you turn into Nelson Aguilar, who's another guy with great speed. You have to show that you could, we can line you up wide, we can throw you the slant route, and you can turn that slant route into a 60-yard well, game. Well, I think the thing to watch with Thornton as we're all learning him is he seems to have great release off the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, when they show the footwork and the ability to separate, that number, I mean, you know, that arguably, given the way teams are trying to play defense now, that that matters. But then it is the, you know, fighting through traffic. You know, look, th- it, it, for years in New England, it, they were dialing stuff up for guys like, Julian Edelman and Dami Amendola. Right. And it wasn't because they were amazingly talented. It was because of scheme. So this is where they drafted Taquan Thornton for a reason to be in this offense. Now, how does Matt Patricia go about using that speed to where it's not going to be on display for 60 plays, but can Taquan Thornton have the right 10 to 12 plays or 15 in a game Mm -hmm. to where Patricia can scheme it up and find a way to get him behind the defense. Right, and, and that's the thing. Like, it, it, you know, I've played with wide receivers that, would, you know, I've played with Randy Moss, who had unbelievable speed. I played with Steve Smith, who had great speed, but he had durability and toughness. Mm-hmm. So when you start to look at receivers and you start to say, okay, how do we utilize this guy's speed as a weapon, mm-hmm. right? How do we weaponize this speed? It, it, you you got to be more, and this is where I think Matt Patricia has to evolve, and we got to see can Tyquan Thornton do this, right? So if they know you have speed and they know you have a good release off the line of scrimmage, you know what they're going to do? Get off of him. Don't right. play up close because he's got good moves. So now if they're going to play back, then that means you got to have the capability to run slant routes, to run hitches and make a guy miss and utilize that speed. So those are the things that we now have to see from the Taekwondo Thornton rather than just the play action, deep post that maybe you're throwing a 50-50 ball up to or does your quarterback have the capability to sell a real hard play action? What we used to see with the uh, Rams when we played against the Rams, real hard play action Mm -hmm. and then have Torrey Holt get by the defense, and your quarterback has the ability to get the ball downfield. Well, Keith, early in the year, there was a lot of talk that Matt Patricia was too vanilla. There weren't the shifts or the motions Mm -hmm. or things like that. 
I wonder if the early portion of finding out about Tyquan Thornton is going to be he becomes the motion guy. Right. Like, again, they hit him on the jet sweep. Mm-hmm. You can run the – it felt like some – now, again, this is just surmising completely, but I wondered if the speed of Tyquan Thornton was a part of in the brain of Matt Patricia – that's my move guy across the formation. See how people are going to react and then try to open it up from there. Well, because it seemed like by putting Kendrick Bourne in the doghouse early on, it also prevented you from being more creative and dynamic on offense. They weren't doing that. And Thornton's already played more than I would have guessed. Like, he came off IR as soon as he could. Right. He played 42% of the snaps in his debut. He played 57% of the snaps last week. Right. So they're definitely trying to get him going. He had three carries. So he's he's the Johnu Smith and the Kendrick Bourne that we kind of thought of. You know, that's They're a good using him that, that way. It's funny the Johnu Smith thing because we thought that's yeah, how they would use Johnu and move him nope. around. And nope, he's nope. been he's probably been called on to protect at the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. more than run around. Correct. If if I was his coach, Tyquan Thornton, yeah. yeah, what I would say, and and if I wanted to 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 mold him into a type of player that I could see him being, I would say we're going to turn on the Dallas Cowboys film. And we're going to watch C.D. Lamb. Because if you look at the Cowboys, they move C.D. Lamb all over the place. All over the place. Right? And C.D. Lamb has really good speed. He's a bigger wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But now we got to see, hey, I'd be like, yo, Ty, can you take that 15-yard in route deep across the middle, make those high-point catch balls? I know that you have the speed and capability to run a deep post, but I got to be able to sell more than that because you can't just run the deep post because then teams will play back. So I need you to be able to look like you're running the deep post and run a 15, 16 yard in and have to catch that ball. Maybe you catch it in stride, you make a guy miss, and that's where you can really show that speed. It is interesting to not only getting Mac Jones back into the offense, but also uh, how the Patriots will end up using Tyquan Thornton. I should be coaching. We will see more of that tomorrow (laughs) night. Uh, I feel like you would I mean, be like another pro athlete that I know who at one point said to me, I don't want to be there during the week. I just want to show up and call plays on game day. That might be that true. That feels like where you <laughs> swoop in yeah, on right. Sunday. You want, be in it, <laughs> you want to be in at 6 a.m. Yeah, on Tuesday morning? No, I don't no, want to no, be no, chasing no, ghosts no, at no, no, uh, 1230 no. at night. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, where coaches like, hey, That's you know right. what? I want you to go back and look at when he coached with uh, – uh, remember he coached <laughs> with Nick Saban and when my, Nick was at Miami chasing ghosts from 15 years ago. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, that ain't weird. Uh, t- uh, this uh, portion of WEI Football Sunday brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today, and your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. You can always get us via text 37937 to get your thoughts in on this WEEI Football Sunday. Uh, Your fantasy football mess. Holy cow. Week 7 in full effect. I guarantee if you play yearly fantasy, you're dealing with injuries. We'll give you the latest on what we know as to who's in and who's out next on weei football sunday we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios here on WEI Football Sunday, 1049. Gresh Keith and Wiggy here with you. 
All right, here we go, folks. We're going to try to uh, rip through as much of the fantasy football mess as possible. Uh, if you were counting on Russell Wilson, you probably punted on that yeah, anyway. That's, that's on you at this uh, point. It is. It's like uh, yeah. at least with me riding Aaron Rodgers, there's hope, right. and he's put up 48 touchdowns before. Uh-huh. Uh, no Russell Wilson uh, today for the uh, Denver Broncos against the Jets. Instead, it will be the immortal Brett Rippon. Yeah, which, again, if you have, like, Cortland Sutton or you have some of the players on the Broncos, again, they were kind of underachieving anyway because of Wilson, but now you got to feel even worse about it with, with Brett Rippett in there. I thought he had that Wolverine blood in him where he can heal quick. <laughs> oh. Well, he can't get concussions, right, because he drinks a lot of water or right, whatever he right. said. I thought he said he's like Wolverine, a bit yeah. the hamstring won't be no, in his wigs. No, feel free to name names if you want to, but did you have a teammate as cringy as Russell Wilson? That'd be tough, I think. Wow. Uh, that uh, was, like, so corny. Yeah. It's just cornball. Again, <laughs> you know what? I, I, I they, they should print shirts. Well, we can play with Peyton Manning. Well, that is yeah, true. But, but, but Peyton, it no, kind of, but he's Peyton Manning. Yeah, know, it, it kind of, like, like, I never played with anybody, like, Russell is cornball to the yeah. next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's anybody in the league like that. Like, Percy I, like, Harvin was right. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, Percy like, Harvin was right. He was but it's one of those ball. things when you're really good, you can get away with guys it. are like, whatever. That, you know, I'm not going to hang out with him. Yeah, if he yeah. throws me the ball, great. I'm cool with him. Yeah. But then when the team struggles and you're super corny on top of it, right. it's like, what are we doing? Hey, I don't like my QB. Oh, you Oh, oh, can I meet Ciara? Yeah, sure. oh, <laughs> yeah, I got one of those in there, That's too. Not bad. Uh, it looks like Christian McCaffrey is going to be up today. What do we expect from him? Do you start him? Yeah, I think you definitely do. Yeah, I, I know he just got there, but it's, got play him. it's Christian McCaffrey. But they got, they got weapons in San Fran. They do. And so he's not going to be asked to carry the load like he's pretty much his whole career in but Carolina. I'm still, I'm still 100% playing him. First of all, right. year-long league, you drafted him first, second, or third overall. Yeah, you got to play him. And they say he's active, and they even say, oh, you might have some goal line. I bet he plays more than that. Right. And, uh, yeah, he's always a threat to score a touchdown, his even fan- if he doesn't get the volume. His fantasy numbers, I think, are going to be bigger because, yeah, of, be. because of the fact that he's not the yeah. like main guy. So, so he's going to have a lot of big plays. 49ers are boom or bust. They stay healthy. They got a chance to win the whole thing. They lose two guys. They might be eighth in the NFC. It's weird. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, your guy. Yeah, Riggs, that's my guy. Like he's going to get number one wow. reps, it looks like. Uh, but it looks like Edward Zelaire is still playing and still going to be in the mix. Right. So now all of a sudden they're one of those. Great. They're going to split carries. As, as a fantasy owner, you have no idea who to play or what to do. The Chico kid, yeah. because I'm telling you. He runs hard. He yeah, runs yeah. hard. And so that, I think they'll eventually evolve into that. And so make sure he, you add him, by the way. If he's available in your league, add and, him. And he's not a bad receiver when I, he's catching yeah. the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and Patrick Mahomes really likes this kid. I'm telling you, he's going to be the one that I think sooner or later will ultimately take on majority of the carries from yeah. uh, Edwards. Interesting. It, yeah, it is. All right. Can you start Tua given the concussion history? He's supposed to be mm. back in the lineup. He's got plenty of guys around him to put up numbers. Well, they're wow. playing start Pittsburgh Tua. tonight, right? Right. Late. I wouldn't I wouldn't play two. I think you could do better. Even though I know there's like the bye week is crazy this week. There's no Josh Allen. There's no uh, Kirk Cousins, Jalen Hurts. So you might be looking, you might be a little bit desperate, but I'm not. Jalen Waddle's dealing with a hamstring. Right, he's been limited all week, so he may or may not even play tonight. So Tyreek though I, is, I think he's in. Right, right. Tyreek should be in. An okay, but well, I, you I could always go Taylor Heineke for the Washington Commanders. No, yeah, I go to it before him. <laughs> well, Heineke at home against Green Bay. It's actually not a bad matchup. I was just gonna say, yeah. like from the matchup, and now there's no uh, Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver for Washington, mm-hmm. likely to be out. But Heineke is gonna get the start, and again. 
If Heineken can get you 202 yeah, scores a on a week where you're you're trying to figure out which of the backups to play. Exactly. Uh, for the Raiders, Mac Hollins and Hunter Renfro are questionable. According to one report, game time decisions are really on both those guys. Mm. And no Darren Waller. He's right. already been ruled out. So Boy, the Raiders. They, they're 1-4. and four. Luckily, wow. they didn't trade two first-round picks for Devontae no, Adams. No, Otherwise, they, Green Bay would have, would have had a top-10 so pick. So they're 1-4, and four, and they're playing the 1-3-1 and one Texans today. Right. So, and, I mean, if and ever a that's must not win, prime time? Right. Yeah, they, they just flexed it <laughs> and, in. And I think ultimately what you're going to see with the Raiders, which is amazing to me, because there was another one of those teams that I thought was going to be in the mix at the beginning of the year in yeah. the AFC. You're going to see ultimately Josh McDaniels. They'll move on from Derek Carr next year. They have the ability to get out of that contract where they only have like five and a half million that mm. they have to eat, but they got to do it before February 15th. I think Josh is more like, I need to get my guy in here to make this team what I Yikes. want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's looking real rough. Oh, man. I know. Especially well, all the talent that they have. They are loaded. And if that is the case, where does Josh go? Is his guy a young. That he tries to bring his guy, up his guy, where or, or does he trade? A, <laughs> does he go for Mac Jones? Seriously. That's what I would do if I was Josh. Well, he could he could probably get Garoppolo if he wanted him. Probably, but could. why go Garoppolo when you can go with a young version of Mac Jones? And because they won't want to give up the eighth overall pick in the draft. Yeah, they're not going to they're not going to really get Mac. Jones, <laughs> yeah, Patriots aren't going to give him away, and the Raiders are going to have arguably at the rate they're going. They're going to have a top 10 pick, and there's young QBs coming out. I think the Patriots, if if throw a bag at Lamar Jackson. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Could you imagine uh, Josh McDaniels? Yeah, I could see trying it. to harness that yeah, guy. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's going to get franchised anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah, Josh, that, I, bet he I mean, he went after Devontae Adams, so I could see he Josh did. McDaniels yeah, yeah. doing he'd be, big splash. Keenan Allen, a game time decision well, for the Chargers. Yeah, you got to mm. almost move on. DeAndre Swift is very questionable sounds for the like Raiders. Out. Sounds like leaning Great. out, which means Jamal Williams is a good awesome. play. Just, Although they're playing Dallas, that's a, that's not an easy game. Yeah, yeah. Dallas defense has been good. I am not drafting players from bad teams. Again, I'm, I'm changing that around. Rashad Bateman, a game time decision for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That's been a sneaky big miss for them. You know, they don't have a ton of wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is dinged up, even though Andrews is arguably having oh, he's a ridiculous. Didn't they he's work weird. out uh, Deshaun uh, Jackson? They signed they Deshaun signed Jackson, okay. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, so we will get to more of the Patriots coming up here at the uh, top of the hour. Our friend Tom E. Kern of NBC Sports Boston will join us from the Best Yet Brand Studio. Hour 2 of WEEI Football Sunday is next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.